Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to this app. It's your boy Dave Neal. This intro, I'll try to keep it brief. Oh, you guys are in for a treat. This is going to be the best, uh, most action-packed 40-minute interview I think I've ever done, okay? It is a tight one. Here's it. Let me paint a picture for you guys. Uh, and for anyone who's new to listen, hi, my name's Dave Neal. I'm a stand-up comedian and co-host of the Sex Actually podcast, aka The Sap. I interview other comedians about their dating, sex, lives, and their relationships they're in, uh, um, past failures and what they're looking for out of life. We talk about communicating and trying to be better uh, versions of ourselves. Uh, Tasha's at home. I'm in Portland, Oregon. I was in town um, hosting uh, Harvey's Comedy Club for six shows all weekend with my buddy Jay Hollingsworth, who was the headliner. We recorded this whole uh, interview while Jay was um, actually on stage uh, headlining at the comedy club. I had finished my set and it, my goal was to just bank a couple different small interviews with different comedians that were on the show. But what happened was as I was interviewing one comedian in the green room, another comedian would come in and then another. So what we ended up doing was just doing it as one interview and we passed the mic around from comic to comic. So I started my interview off with Q who's a very funny comedian. Uh, we have so much in common. Q, Q and I really hit it off. He's a super nice dude, uh, lives up here in Portland, but um, I think from from Arkansas, we talked, uh, we, you, you'll, you'll hear the convo, but as we were getting going, maybe 10, 15 minutes in, um, this other comedian named Hijinks came in and we talked to him about his long-term uh, relationship. Uh, he's been you know, with his wife for 20 plus years. And then after that, we started, we kept on talking, going back and forth. Uh, Lance Edward came in, a very funny stand-up comedian, uh, uh, who's been crushing all weekend, uh, the feature act at the comedy club all weekend. And it was it was the most organic uh, shuffling of a couple microphones. We just passed it back and forth. It felt like I was in church with these guys. Everyone was preaching, you know, different advice they have, uh, ways that they're making their relationships work, and some of the fucking shit that we've all done in the past, you know, on our way to finding happiness, you know, uh, you know, talking about losing our virginities and fucking around and, you know, it just, you know, just guys shooting the shit. That's what a green room is. A green room, you know, for comedians, it's just a sacred place where comics can just shoot the shit. And the fact that they were able to open up so unapologetically and tell, tell me about their lives, like kudos to you guys. I made friends for life tonight. These guys are awesome. So um, definitely after you listen to the interview, follow them on their social media. They're doing big things. You know, um, Hijinx is a co-producer of the Northwest uh, Black Comedy Festival, and they're all just yeah, they're really good dudes and they're really funny. So definitely go support them. They need to, they all need their own podcast. They're really funny guys. I can't stress enough. But you're about to listen to that. And anyway, um, aside from that, after I air that interview, um, uh, make sure to stick around. I'm going to play a clip from my Patreon-only episode with Jonesy. Uh, you know, Jonesy, host of Weird AF News. He comes over my house once a month. It's become a real bro we have and we record an extra episode of weird af news where jonesy brings me weird sex dating relationship stories and we just talk about them we, we see what's in the news and it's super irreverent super fun and some of some of you guys that are on the patreon have really loved it the kind of bromance jonesy and i are, are, are having i mean it's really uh, been a, a blast every month to kind of meet up with jonesy and do that so i'll play a clip of uh, my chat with jonesy at the end of the episode and um by the way, the funniest part of this whole weekend, my voice is gone, is it's late night, Sunday night, it's like midnight, and uh, 
Jay, my fucking roommate for the trip, my, my headliner who took me on the road with him, he's, uh, you know, we had to share a hotel room and uh, he's definitely in the hotel room with a chick right now. And I'm out here in a hallway doing this uh, interview by myself <laughs> in our hotel, like no offense to it. It looks like Hot Tub Time Machine. You know the movie Hot Tub Time, Hot Tub Time Machine? They they go back to their glory days and they're like, we're going to go to this hotel. It's amazing. It's awesome. And, and they go to the hotel and it's like really run down a piece of shit. That's where I'm staying. Uh, see it on Yelp. Roadway in. <laughs> Roadkill in, I should call it. Anyway, uh, the, the best part of the day was that I found out that the hotel down the road from us had a pool. So I snuck in and got to hang out at the pool. Um, I'm 34 years old. I'll sneak into a hotel pool. I have no shame. That's my white privilege, just walking into a hotel like I own the place. Uh, anyway, you guys, I am so excited to introduce the episode. Enjoy my chat with Q, Hijinx, and Lance Edwards. Everyone, ladies and gentlemen, we are with Q today in the green room at Harvey's Comedy Club. How you doing, my man? Dave, I'm doing good, brother. How you doing? Dude, it's good to meet you this weekend, and uh, we're uh, we're here to get to know you on the sexual level. That's what this <laughs> weekend is about. Uh, Hijinks is in the room as well. I host the Sex Actually podcast, so we just <laughs> if you if you need to jump in, just jump on the mic. But we it's the podcast. It's my girlfriend and I host it for five years. We interview other uh, comics about their sex, dating lives, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, first time. So what's what's the synopsis on you right now? Where are you at? Um, I'm in a relationship right now uh, with a beautiful lady named Marissa Robb. Uh, we've been together for a year and a half. Uh, most people would or she would say that I got commitment issues because it took like damn near a year for me to be like, all right, let's make that happen. But yeah, I but happen to be different. We were talking about that, uh, I think, yesterday, where mm-hmm. it's 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 hard to find the right one to settle down with, Oof. and it's good to be busy with your own shit. That <laughs> that way, like you don't, you're not just being needy. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, in in a sense, in regards to that, I feel like nobody can really make someone happy, and that everyone needs to find their own happiness as an individual. Which but is it, hard. It's, it's hard, hard to shit. like identify like to your own authentic self. Oh yeah, absolutely. Have you been I mean, have you been in relationships where like you just like shedded who you were and just became like a part like did you have you ever like lost your identity in a relationship just because that's where it took you? I haven't because I really haven't been in a lot of relationships in my life at all. I've like always basically a man hoe. Yeah. <laughs> Most people would say. Um, cause I've always been a, a athlete and, you know, um, I happen to think I'm good looking, but, uh, my, I, I would say what did it for me is that like, I grew up with my dad and my brothers and I didn't have a mom. So I always had that child abandonment issue where it always made it hard for me to commit either that or I ended up sleeping with him the first night. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, dude, how as a guy, how, how do you not sleep with a a chick on the first night if she wants to fuck you know what i mean exactly that's kind of the thing it's like and it's not i don't mean to make it like a gender thing where it's like women it's your job to keep us from fucking you but it's like guys it's like we're gonna want to fuck even if we like like you and like this way because Mm -hmm. this is what i've learned if if i like a girl right and and i'm like i like her so i don't want to just like fuck her on the first night but she wants to fuck and then i'm like oh we shouldn't 
that's even worse. Right. You might, like, you well, might what wake the fuck up. You? Right, exactly. You might wake up the next day and there might be a whole fucking Facebook page on you. <laughs> this one guy tried to give my pussy to it. He turned me down. And now you're the Bro, world's worst women, fucking man. Women, especially attractive women, mm-hmm. do not know what it's like to be rejected. And oh. they get mad when I say that, but it's like, we get rejected. I've been eating a hot dick on stage all weekend, it feels like. <laughs> I know reject. I've just been like, I know, re- and it's easier to get rejected by a chick than it is on stage, I feel like. Oh, but, yeah. But like, we know rejection, and especially like in sports and athletes, I mean, mm-hmm. come on, you fucking, you deal with failure more than, not, oh, that, women, not that women don't deal with failure and all mm-hmm. that, but in the sexual realm, women, most women can, like, if a guy's into them, mm-hmm. she's in control of where the relationship goes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and how it progresses, and if in in guys, it's like we. But if you like it, if you like someone, again, I'm probably gonna get hate mail for this. But if you like somebody enough, it's good if they make you wait and you still like them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they don't make you wait, but you still like them. But like you know, it's you know, this is my thing. I say, look at Instagram for instance. Uh, you got more women that it, it's more fair for them to have an Instagram. And all you got to do is flash this and that, and you get a billion followers. Like, I seen this. Uh, I was with my girl, actually. We was looking at this big girl who was a model. I think she was from, like, Britain or whatever, and she had, like, over a million followers. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, babe, can you find me one big male model that has the same <laughs> amount of followers? And we couldn't find one. There's no plus-size male There's model. There's no plus-size male. Actually, there Jay is. Jay Hollingsworth might be one. Jay He's might be. <laughs> six foot eight. <laughs> the big Irish king out there. You know? And um, and then that's really the dichotomy between the two. Like, it, it really is just that easy for them. And you're right. If a female's that hot, most of the time they're not. No, honestly, none of the time they're going to get rejected. And like, unless this brother is like a uh, renaissance man with a shit ton of fucking money that yeah. can call the shots. Dude, I um, I I always said like women, women can have a type. Men don't have a type. Men, oh no, because because women can choose exactly what they want. I only date baseball players. I only mm-hmm. date pitchers. I only cleat chasers. You know, mm-hmm. puck slot hockey player. They, there's all these different names because they can. You can have a type. We're like, I like a blue collar guy or a bad guy, rock star, mm-hmm. comic, chuckle fucker. Men, it's like. No, we'll date some strange thing that's like cute and into it, and then something in the completely opposite. It's yeah. like, because love is blind, bro. It is blind as shit. <laughs> and, and, and listen, for the men out there, go with your first fucking instincts. I'm telling you, be true to yourself and always be honest with women. But for us, we got to wake up and be fucking superheroes yeah. when it comes to getting with hot women or just, you know what I mean? It ain't easy, bro. It ain't now, easy at how all. How did you guys define the relationship? How did you guys know you guys were official? Um,. We knew that we were official when, that's a good question. Oh, my gosh. We knew that we was official when I think I stopped fucking with her at one point in the relationship as just being, like, uh, not together, but, you know, just fucking around and loving, you know, just loving on each other. And um, I heard her cry when when I walked down the uh, bathroom, and it just hit me, like, right then and there, like, oh, shit. That shit, it kind of fucked me up, you know what I mean? Because what, you were in a fight, you mean? No, you got- not in a fight, but just like, like I told her, like, you know, I don't want to do this anymore because it's not fair to you. I'm out here doing this and that. you still doing your thing, but I don't want you to fall in love with me, and I'm not ready for it yet, you okay. know what I mean? And then I think, like, a couple of months later, she came back around, and, you know, she just didn't want to give up, and she always did things for me. And I realized, all right, this girl absolutely loves me, so I gave it, like, a couple of months after that, and... One thing led to another, and you know the relationship so, happened. So you were, so you come from a place kind of like when it's before too many feelings get into it. You just want you wanted the women to, you know, just not expect. Um, and that's I, fine. I, I, I mean, can't, I can't say that because once again, I haven't been in a lot of. I was com- honestly, I was completely the fucking opposite. Like 
I could fuck a girl or be talking to her, fuck her, and just not even call back the next day. Like I was, like I, I I've got shit I need to when deal did, with. You did, know what I <laughs> mean? Like my, like I'm much, actually, I appreciate your honesty. Yeah, yeah, you know no, what I mean. Absolutely. No one's writing and, a blog and, about you because you're being honest. Fuck, this is a place, yeah, podcast, like, or a place where you can like. Hey man, we can talk about really it. Really yeah. talk about the. Fuck. So so to be and like in all honesty, I'm in therapy. You know what I mean? Because that's some shit that I needed. I feel like anybody that grew up hella fucked up needs to go out and take Good that for you, shit man. to you know to get better. No, I was I was absolutely horrible. I would think so. But if you talk to and I've heard it from the women that I've been in relationships with, even if you know we didn't date or whatever, and it was either you were the one that got away or it was never a bad relationship. It was just maybe I said, fuck it, I didn't want to do it no more. You know? Now were you so when did you start like hooking up with chicks? Oh, my first we, we talking about my first time? Sure. Shit, I was fourteen years old. Yeah? Yeah. How'd and that go? I was, it was unprotected. <laughs> <laughs> Is this back in um, Arkansas? This was back in Arkansas. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. Painting a picture um, some red dirt flame. road in Arkansas. Oh, man. <laughs> down by the high school football stadium. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, it was. I was actually in baseball season in the summertime. There you go. And um, round of the bases. You know what I'm saying? It was one of my stepsister's best friends, and her name was Tay Tay. And shit, it was just Dude, that's like, amazing. Right before, Your actually, stepsister's right friends. Man, I probably stroked almost all of them. You know? Seriously? <laughs> Did she know? She absolutely knows. And did they all know? Yeah, they knew. So what was... So, oh, okay, she look, hated me. Well, just... You don't need to know my whole backstory because the mm. listeners, they've heard it before. But I lost my virginity like in college. Oh. I was like kind of a late... I mean, I caught up, but I was like, I just couldn't... I didn't re- realize that chicks wanted to have sex. I just... <laughs> I couldn't figure out that... I couldn't put, like think that that was actually something they would want to do. Mm-hmm. Plus, like New England's very prude too. But there like somebody go. was fucking... Somebody yeah. was fucking. Somebody wasn't was getting me. in. So fourteen, Jesus Christ, I wasn't. Well, even and, and, that, and that, you know, I can blame that on the environment that I grew up around. You know, it's it's, it's southern hood. You know what I mean? And you know, you you've probably seen porno or some shit like that, or been around booty shaking contests and all of that. So it was just like a natural instinct. And actually, she wanted it from me. You know what I mean? I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like I didn't. And shit, I, I hit I it the like first right time before go. my baseball game. <laughs> and funniest, it's funniest shit because she came and I thought it was me. And I looked down, and it was white shit all on my dick. And I jumped out the coochie, and I ran up out of there like, oh, shit, I'm going to fucking have a baby. And she was just laughing her ass off. Like, no, 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 that's me. That's me. Don't, you know, relax. Yeah. Don't trip, you know. So clearly she was experienced <laughs> before I Dude, ever was. Just a side note, man. Yeah. I got literally, I got like shamed, I think, on YouTube because I was mm-hmm. saying how the, the women, I, you know, I, 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 I probably have two thirds of my podcast guests be women. Why I get angry them all the time? Mm-hmm. I'm like so like my girlfriend's super feminist, all that bull, all that shit. But like I was saying, like look, women complaining about a, a penis, like the vagina is disgusting. Oh, and I was just oh. making a point. I was like, there's shit that comes out of it, this and mm-hmm. that. Like the dick, it's like you know, it's like you know, like mm-hmm. there's but like the the vagina's got a lot of moving parts to it. Oh my and, gosh. And, and I was also kidding because like I'll gladly go down on you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I was like, it's like no big deal. But like don't pretend like one's better off than the other. Exactly. Like, both very strange and i don't think i can name one man well you know i I won't say it like that but i'll put it like this for most women they wish they had a dick (laughs) yeah i feel like most of them wish they had a dick oh it's fucking great and and, and, and they always talk about how much they'll use that motherfucker you know what i mean you rarely hear that from men unless they transgender so you didn't know so you thought you thought you had come because she had her female juices flowing Flowing. that's hilarious and you jumped out of the coochie jumped out literally i want to use that term on my girlfriend when next time we're hooking up hey babe i gotta jump out of this coochie she's like you better get the fuck back in this coochie oh my gosh (laughs) just young and dumb so you so you first so you got going at 14 and it was just was that your validation like like kind of like scoring women was that kind of like how you felt like 
um, that you were like w- was that like replacing and i'm only asking i mean i was raised no dad like i didn't know what mm-hmm. the fuck sex you know what i mean i was just i was on the other end where i was just petrified by was it, it one of my highs that kept me yeah yeah because um, you're an athlete competitive it's like you yeah know, yeah it, it feels it was, good it to was, have sex and especially with a new person absolutely and it, it was definitely uh one of those addictions where it was like i need this if like i'm feeling stressed or i'm going through it mentally yeah. that you know that it should help i didn't know that at 14 but like today when i look back on it i realized like fuck i was hypersexual active you were know? they teaching like uh safe sex it's the south yeah hell no <laughs> Yeah, my girl, they, like they might. You might have went to a sex ed class, but fuck, you might have carried around a little pregnant baby for a little bit. See, my girlfriend's Some from Kentucky like too, so you guys yeah. are like neighbors, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I don't think they taught her safe sex either. They but I don't know. A lot of shit down in New there. England, they just teach you you'll fucking get AIDS if you look at a chick. I mean, oh, they are, my bro. New England, New England, it's like, I mean, that Catholic shit. It's mm-hmm. like, whoa, they make you feel guilty they for jerking it. The they don't want you to fuck. They don't want you to jerk. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ, give us an option. Oh yeah, it's fucking <laughs> tough. So then, so then you 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 know you're a good athlete. You're an athlete in college. Does it become? Does it? Do you lose the alert? Like, are there chicks just coming to the game so like that? No, that you just know they're there to fuck. Because I can imagine in college as an athlete mm-hmm. that like you wear the jacket, the shirt, the hat. Like mm-hmm. they like that's a that's a high status. Oh yeah, oh, situation you're in. Shit, absolutely. Especially if you're the man. Um, I remember I I fucked these two sisters from uh, London. And, um, biological sisters or sorority yeah, sisters? Biological yeah, sisters. Yeah, yeah. Together? Um, I, no, not together. Oh, okay. I fucked one, but I fucked them the same night. I fucked one in the room, and I left in the fucking her uh, younger sister like in a van at a party. I didn't know they were sisters at all. That's amazing. You know? And did she, they? So did they know you fucked both of them? After the fact, after the fact, because of the younger sister hey, just told goes me to show they have good taste. Exactly, you know? <laughs> you know. And she was just like, "I just want to let you know that uh, Emma's my sister." I'm just like, "Oh wow. shit! What you want me to do? You got that? <laughs> you know what I mean?" You got so, that sister coochie. I got some sister coochie that was damn good, you know. Um, you know, just one of the um, the many wild stories. But uh, how did you? So wait, where did you meet them? They, they're from London, but where did you meet them? Oh, I, I was. I went to um, after high school. I went to junior college in uh, in Kansas. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they were there, uh, living with host parents, of course. And now, but all so all your teammates, you everyone, because I was in a fraternity and I also played like a little bit of baseball, but like mm-hmm. every, everyone knows who's, fu- everyone's fucking, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, it's, I mean, it's, I think it's good as long as you're not like shaming people like, oh, that's a so-and-so everyone's passing around. Like that's where it becomes the issue, I think. Oh, that's the and biggest I, and issue. And yeah. even though like looking back on it, it I'm not going to say that that didn't exist either. Mm-hmm. Like, we had a girl who like, she was fucking everyone in the mm-hmm. fraternity and she wanted to fuck and I was like, no, but I think I'd let her blow me. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. But it's like, no one's putting a gun to their head but it's like, they're, it's a house full of dudes. People know where you live and like, and it went to fraternity or with a sports team in college. You just, that's like where everyone's experimenting it's yeah it's the thing you know i'm not gonna say it's the thing to do but you're right if you're in an organization that's uh that people are familiar with you got females that come over there and they do just that but you're right um there are those asshole dudes out there that make it weird for her um by being an asshole to them it's just like respect her if this is what she's doing you ain't got to go out and bad after you know what i'm saying you fucked her so yeah why should she feel any less? you should feel down about yourself too you know but we had a girl on campus named mandy and you're right she was fucking everybody and i definitely actually this was when i was young so probably like 18 years old and i shit you now we probably went 10 rounds in one night you so and the, her or her and no other no guys? me and her okay. but she and, and I'll be honest like she had uh she probably had already fucked maybe five dudes before that you know that night that night 
I'm just a horny motherfucker. <laughs> she, and she was a bad, she was a good looking, she was a good looking girl that liked to get around. You People want to act like this stuff doesn't happen. Oh, Whether it's in happens. college, I feel like in college it's it's no more because everybody knows each other, at mm-hmm. least in your social circles. But like when I lived in New York in my 20s, it was like, you know, we all had like, we weren't passing around the same, like, like my, me and my guys weren't, weren't like dating the same girls, mm-hmm. but they'd be like very, like various overlapping where like I date a girl, I was like, eh, I'm not really into her, but like, I don't care if you want to date her, like whatever, go for oh, yeah, it. And then absolutely. it's like, you know, and it's like, okay, cool. And, you know, it just kind of works out that way. It Don't make it awkward. If, if you, it, this is a bro thing. Like if you love a girl and you want to be with her or you are with her, then acknowledge the fact that this is your girl and that's your woman. And that's when respect and boundaries kick in. Yeah. But you're right. Like, if it's just something like, bro, I had it. Go ahead. Do your thing. Let me know how you liked it. It is what it is. Sure. No, it's no way. You know, it's no. Uh, and it's not like. wrong. And it's like, it's. Uh, and I applaud you for being so, like, open about it because people will listen and write in about this episode, about this episode because I think you are, you are like, very open. And, and people appreciate that authenticity because it's like, these, it's not just men that are fucking around. It's women, too. And it's. Absolutely. It is something where it's like. You know, you you learn, and then and then eventually someone might say, "Oh, you know, I want to, I need to tone it back. I'm not respecting yeah. myself." Where they learn about themselves, but that's what that period is when you're like hit puberty to like wherever, 25, 30, yeah. whatever it is, yeah, absolutely, where you're just learning about your fucking your shit. You know, um, w- women are like cats, man. They like to uh, do their dirt and shove it under the couch. You yeah. know what I mean? Like hide it. Do you want to um, know about your girlfriend's history or no? Oh, I'm pretty would sure I already know. Huh? Does it, would it bother you to know her history? No, I already know it. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Just from conversations with just her? Just from conversations. That's because, way more because, than I am. And, and honestly, um, no man really wants to know about their girlfriend's history. But if you want to be in a relationship, you know, and, and honestly, she probably told me everything, but she might have didn't even tell me completely all the shit, which is fine. She told me enough to know. And I did the same thing. Likewise, like, yeah, this is this is why I am. This is, you know, what I did back then. Um, but to she, be, how does she feel about about your history? I but, think we both feel the same way. We was wild <laughs> as fuck. You know what I mean? I'm gonna put her stuff out there, and I let her because she could talk for herself. You know what I mean? She'll be on next episode. We'll get her <laughs> next time I'm in town. We'll, oh yeah. my gosh! But um, when you guys get married, we'll do a little, you know, you know yeah, episode. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, but that's really that's really like. Applaud you because one of the pro- like the biggest thing we always come back to with the podcast is communication, right? Mm-hmm. And like the biggest, and actually hijinks. Can I? Can we talk to you about this because yeah. you've been with your, um, you've been with your girl, uh, your wife for how many years now? We've been married twenty years. That's amazing. Yeah. How does that communication work? How do like how do you guys even make it that far? Well, um, I think the th- the main thing for us is uh, when we first met. Uh, one of the things we did we had a day one conversation. So we both understood that we were going to be on the same page to see if, like, are we wasting each other's time? You know, like, I don't want to waste no one's time. You know, so we had a day one conversation. She figured out, I told her who I was, what I did, everything, you know, my background, all the fucked up shit I've done. You know, and she told me, her, you know, and uh, we both heard each other's shit. It was like, all right, I can. Dude, you guys are so I, good I with your that. communication. Yeah, that's it's like uh, a real, like, that's a real positive that you could. It took, but it took time, though. But we had that day one conversation because I think it was important because, like, my thing is, like, I talk about this all the time. Like, if you date somebody, like, three years is a cutoff. Like, if I'm dating a woman and I don't propose after three years and I need to shit or get up off the pot. 
And I think no Dude, woman. My girlfriend better not hear this because we're five years in. I'm looking for rings. She knows we're getting going, but I'm five years in, so she can't hear this part. Well, okay, no, but, I know, but, but I know again, that's just that's just my opinion because no. I think if you're with somebody, you should know by three years if you yeah. want to spend the rest of your life with them. Right. Like for me and my wife, we were together a year. Like we were together literally, uh, literally together one year before we got married me and her met i was waiting on tables at uh applebee's and she came in and like uh her and her sisters came in i was waiting tables at applebee's right over here at lloyd center and i was waiting and that came in and it was like five women and i'm like okay like anytime a group of women came in i was like yo sit them in my <laughs> section i'm gonna be smooth i'm gonna go it. up here and uh uh, you know, so uh, they sat them in my section and they came in and I'll never forget like all those girls, a couple of them, two of them are my sister-in-laws now and a couple of them are friends that me and my wife still know. But uh, like they were, I, I'll say, and I told them this story, they were bitches. They were all ah. kept sending me to the kitchen running back. Oh, you forgot this. I wanted my chicken like this. You forgot this, this, this. And my wife was the only one that sat there and never complained and ate her food Wow. and didn't never complain. So uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to talk to her. So like I go to clear off the table and uh, I take the plates to the back and I come back and they leave. So I'm like, fuck my opportunity. Like, okay. So I wound up working a double that night and uh, my wife at the time was a best friend. It was her birthday and she wanted this dessert that Applebee's had. So she came back up there. But my wife, like my wife told me after this, she's like, I did not want to come back up there because I did not want to bump into you. And I didn't want you to think I was back up there to see you. Like She really didn't want to come back up there. But her homegirl was like, Girl, this is what I want. I want. So she's like, all right. So she came. So my wife and them came in and I recognized her. And like, as soon as she sat in the booth, I just sat next to her and was like, I knew you'd come back and she was like this is what i didn't want to happen like so she was like just really like i didn't want this to happen so you, you uh, need applebee's for life you need to get some applebee's stock or something actually uh, honest to god truth every year we go back to the same applebee's Dude, for our anniversary amazing. just because like it's like we don't like my wife don't you know what like if my wife is very reasonable like she doesn't look for you know like for my wife the things that turn her on is get her a book from pals and some weed and my wife is the fucking <laughs> happiest person on the face of the earth like she doesn't never wanted diamonds or nothing like that so she's always but i try to you know i want to give them to her but she's not one of those women like i need to have this or yeah that's not what she values yeah yeah so okay back to the story so uh she came in that night to applebee's with her friend and i sat down and i talked to her and like and like she just really didn't want to give me her number she would not give me her phone number or uh so i wore her down she finally before she left she gave me her phone number uh i pursued her for like i called her like three weeks she wow. would not return none of my phone calls. Uh, at the time, I was also working. I had two jobs. So I was working at Applebee's at night, but I was working over in the mall at Everybody's Music in the daytime. So uh, one day I'm working, I recognize her sister walks in. And I was like, hey, what's that? I was like, I've been calling your sister. And she, I was like, does she have a, 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 a boyfriend? I'm like, what's going on? Like, I've been calling her. She won't call me back. And my sister was like, her sister was like, look. Hook me up with some blank CDs and a couple <laughs> these new CDs, and I'll make sure she calls you tonight. So I was like, all right. I didn't. I, I wasn't even thinking about losing my job. I just hooked her up. Hooked her up with some blank CDs and a couple like this tapes is so or something. Late. She, this is late nineties, right? Yeah. This is so late nineties. Just a stack of blank CDs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she's gonna so, get uh, She's gonna get on LimeWire. <laughs> I'm showing my age right now. Yeah. So uh, so I hooked her up with the CDs, and like that same night, she called me at work, and like. My 
my sister says I have to call you, so I'm I'm calling you. What what what? And I was like, yo, I'd like to take you out on a date. Let's you know, let's go to the movie. Let me take you out on a date. It's like, well, I guess. And I was like, okay, I get off at nine. We'll meet over at the movie theater. We'll go over to the movie theater. And I never forget, we went and saw um, the game with. Um, Sean Penn and uh, okay. Kurt Douglas. I think that's who's in it. Because I still have the ticket stubs. I still wow. have the ticket stubs from our very first date. Jeez, like, it's I, amazing. I have it. So uh, we went on our date. And like it was like, you know, like my wife, I pursued her. Yeah. Like it took me three weeks to get a date and it took me almost a month and a half before we had sex. Like wow. she didn't like she wasn't like, you know. But that's good because you're you knew you liked her and you wanted to see how it would pan out. And sometimes women sometimes are just being hit on left and right. Right. So there's another guy that probably called her once and didn't call her back after. Yeah. You know so I mean? and it was like I and, and I was like I kind of grew up. Like, like Q, I hit my peak at a later age and I didn't realize, like I didn't, I was an ugly duckling. Like I didn't realize I was handsome and had some swag till I was like 11th and 12th grade. So like I, 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 I was an ugly duckling. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like I was a virgin up until I think like, I think 11th grade. I Were lost. you fully grown? Uh, you're a tall guy. We're talking to hijinks. You were just six. I'm six, 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 six. So I was probably like six. Three, six, six, four. Jeez, you know nice. what I'm saying? I had just, I didn't hit my uh, growth spurt to like end of my 11th grade year, going into my 12th grade wow. year. And I came back, for, I was six, three, and I went to six, six, Jeez. you know, over the summer. I love that your growth spurt started at six foot three. <laughs> right. like, Jesus Christ. I was 5'11 We're when begging I was born. for that height over here. <laughs> so, uh, so like I was, I, I, it took me a while, but I didn't really get into my groove until I moved to Atlanta. And that's when I found, like, because in Atlanta, because, I mean, I don't know, for you, you probably, Q can get this. At the time when we were in high school, it was always it's a dark skin, light skin thing. Mm -hmm. So all the light skin, pretty dudes was always the ones that had the girls and, you know what I'm saying, in the dark, you know, we, we were black, you know what I'm saying? So, we, like, you we. You mean within the black culture, yeah. there's the light skin. For, yeah, so, like. Get the, would have the more more opportunities with chicks is that what you're saying yeah so like the light-skinned guys had all the girls and i didn't realize like i was hand i didn't realize that i was good looking till i moved to atlanta when i had a woman saw me and was like you are the most sexiest six foot six black man i have ever saw in my life and i'm like Joe, me? <laughs> so uh that's when i like i, I was like okay i Got some swag, and that's when I went on my fucking sprees, and that's like my, my fucking sprees. Like, like my senior year of high school, I kind of got caught my groove. But when I moved to Atlanta, oh, I went crazy, man. Ah. Like I was like, I was like at a sun. I was fucking like I was fucking in Atlanta. Like I'm not a now, now, now. So when you when you're fucking in Atlanta, as it were, <laughs> I, I wish I was that cool. No, I've never been like oh, I was fucking. It's like no, I had sex. She might have been disappointed. I don't know. Um, so like, how does did, did, did the women know that like it's just hit it and quit it or are they like some of it was like that like when you lived in Atlanta I lived in there doing when Freaknik was at an all time high you know what I'm saying like and I'll tell I, I used to tell this to every guy that came down for Freaknik like even the lamest dude if you don't get no pussy during Freaknik something the fuck is wrong with you I don't know what that you. is you don't know what Freaknik is no. oh my god it's like in Atlanta <laughs> I got some they, googling to do tonight they used to have these parties in Atlanta it's like basically oh, yes that's what it was break. a black spring break like you come down like people were coming from everywhere California New York you name it and they were in town for like it was like a week like a week long thing and like it was let me tell you, this is the honest to God truth. And you can look this up. And my homeboy back in Atlanta still has um, 
VHS tapes of Freaknik, we would be in downtown Atlanta and the, uh, the traffic would be at a standstill where, where everybody was in town. You could get out of your car, walk five blocks up and see what the fuck is going on. Bitches out on cars, shaking their ass, all kind of shit, weed, smoking, drinking, and go back to your car 30 minutes later. It'll be sitting that same place in the street like no traffic had moved. Wow. It'd be like a, just a party, like outside, everything. Like it just... So, so do you think now because we're talking and Lance just walked in the room Lance Edward just killed it on stage we're in the green room here at Harvey's so Q was talking about kind of like fucking and you know now he's in a relationship for about a year now you've you're in a relationship for 20 plus years yeah now do you, did you get it out of your system because I'm asking because I'm trying you know I've been in my relationship for five years mm-hmm. I still want to fuck everything that look turns around the corner like how do you how do you digest knowing that you'll you'll always want like have that sort of need to like want to spread your seed you know what I mean I mean my thing I'm, I don't need to spread my seed like I'm cool with that but just like uh, the, you know what I mean just like you know not like to f- not actually wanting to do it but just the idea of like that's what like men like gen- is in the bones yeah. genetically I mean for me it's uh, I, actually I'm I'm cool because the situation I'm in with my wife so like I got everything I need at home and I don't trust I don't need good for you like I have a, a great situation with my wife so like you know like Without getting deep into our <laughs> shit, like you know, like my wife has a girlfriend, so like we're okay. cool. Okay, you know what I'm saying, and like this is this is great. Like so, like I'm good. I don't need to. You guys are so progressive out here in Portland. This is amazing. Oh yeah, I thought I'm coming from L.A. and like you guys are good with your communication, this and that. You're, you know, it's fucking great. Q's got something I, to say. <laughs> I just heard that question, and Dave, you are absolutely right. Nobody, men and women, if you ask me, or maybe more so women, really gets it out of that system. You know, because you can see somebody, and it could be an attraction right then and there. It's just the laws of attraction. Um, I think what helped, like for me, control it is probably being in the trouble when it comes to women. You know, some women are crazy. You don't know who you're dealing with. Um, especially even being a college athlete, you might go through a certain situation where uh, it might have been like a, a rape case or something and come to find out it was wrong. You know what I mean? Because women will do whatever they can, especially if you uh, have a certain type of status and you go through enough with women, um, whether good or bad, you realize, you know, I don't want to go through this shit no more. So you end so up you finding like, that one and it's just like, this is what I've been looking for. Yeah. And like you just, you just, you just realize like at some point, all right, this is like with my girlfriend, Tasha, she's, mm. I, I I thought she was the most beautiful person I ever saw the second I met her. We didn't date for years after that. But mm-hmm. like I, I, in the back of my head, I was like, when I'm ready and when things line up and that was in New York and then she moved away and then like all of a sudden I'm back in LA. We lived in the same town and I'm like, oh, now it's time. And that was my like late 20s where mm-hmm. I was like, I spent my whole 20s in New York dating around never once really liking any of the things I was doing on like past a superficial level. So then when it's like smacked you in the face, you go, oh, this is, for, this is something worth fighting for. And we have our ups and our yeah, downs, absolutely. but it's, but in any past relationship I've had, those downs, it's like, see ya. Oh, Whenever yeah. we have those downs, like, okay, good, I guess we're done. But now when we have our downs, it's like, all right, geez, I gotta fucking figure this out. Let's communicate this yeah. thing. Let's and it's not easy. It, it ain't easy. Um, all right, right. We're passing the mic around. <laughs> the, the, the one thing with the ups and the downs in the, in the relationship, like, even for me and my wife, there's, you, you, it's not how you go towards the situation, it's how you resolute it had come to a resolution to the situation like we like me and my wife we just have there's just things that you gotta learn not to do like you know and i know a lot of people say it but like don't go to bed mad 
You know what I'm saying? Like, we try not to go to bed mad. We try to talk it out and try to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Because there's nothing worse. Like, but there was a time in the beginning when we got married, like, we'd be in this, we'd be in the same house for like two or three days and not speak to each other because we're just mad because both of us were too trying nobody wants to say i you know what i was wrong you just you just, right, you're just you. like doing the dishes angry you just make it yeah noise. Oh, fucking. you're like but and we would be mad but i was again but yeah i would still do the same stuff for her that i would normally do like if I, yeah like if i cooked her i would still cook for her but i would just it would be an angry cook like yeah. here's your eggs you know but uh, <laughs> but we learn to get past that and i always tell like even in a new relationship when you get married i guarantee you when you get married the first five years are going to be a power struggle because you're going to want to continue to do the things that you want to do and she's going to want you to be a certain way and change and so you're going to have that power struggle me and my wife first five years power struggle we just bumped heads. but then we came to a, we came to an understanding like okay we can either keep going against the grain and be like this all the time or we can just come we got to compromise on some shit yeah. like we're not going to agree but and that's we, hard to do like comics don't want to compromise because we're no, like lone we gunmen we're like i got a gig i gotta do and it's like i've now now i'm like even if i know what the answer is on my end i'll ask her like hey should i do so and so and like yeah, she she knows like not she's not trying to get in the middle of me and my career and mm-hmm. stuff but they want they just want to uh in the relationship do you want to know that you're being heard right like, like even if my girls gets a gig in brazil not you know i want her to be like hey babe should i do this first like hey babe i'm going to brazil it's like okay well hold on a second you know right. i mean it's just but just about wanting to be heard that's like yeah. half the battle i think yeah. and, and, and 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 the thing is if you keep those lines of communication open it's all it's just going to be greater later you guys so, give me great advice you know what I'm saying? now uh, we got lance any um any what, what are the words of wisdom coming from lance put you on the spot oh, what's your shit. what's your, lance uh, featured all weekend you headline all over the country just fucking you know crusher you all of you guys are you guys really were so much fun to watch this weekend but yeah how's how's your uh we're about the same age how's your dating situation oh no i mean uh, what i know about uh myself is there's a couple women out there that's had the lance experience and <laughs> they've definitely i'm definitely the the war story for women a couple times but now like the relationship i'm in like i understand where i've messed up before and i don't want that because the woman i'm dating right now we used to talk a little bit in high school and i used to kind of always tell myself like if i had the chance to get with her i would and when opportunity presented itself, I told myself I was going to do it the right way. And that's what I've been doing. And it's been cool. Even our little arguments, I've been the first to try to be like, like Jinx was saying, communicate. Like, I don't like that shit no more because I was the king and not saying shit. Right, you Fuck you. <laughs> like, for real, fuck everybody in this house. I would be me and my son watching football and me and my son and my daughter watching football. She's like, so you're just not going to say nothing about it? I'd look and then turn the TV up louder. <laughs> <laughs> just being an asshole but now I realize man that shit don't get you nowhere it's just a bunch it's of stuff it's just suffering. different ways we deal with things some people want to talk it out like I always want to talk it out my girlfriend always wants to just like you know she's like counter dependent she wants to just have her quiet time so I got to give her that quiet time but then also know time to wrap it up and that's what we struggle with um hijinks is we struggle with like not going to bed angry i don't go to bed angry i'm never angry i don't process my emotion with anger but she does i process it with like sadness or like what's going on i'm not i'm never like fuck you but it's all the same feelings it's like that distrust i think it's a man thing because yeah we may be angry like there's a line that we cross where you know where okay now i'm pissed type shit but there is a situation where for men we always think more in black and white women look for the gray so like for us it's kind of like all right this is where i fucked up I'll admit it. Or no, this is where you fucked up. You need to admit it. But how many times do we end up apologizing because we want shit to be cool? We'll apologize because, man, I I don't want to deal with this shit. 
You know what I'm saying? I apologize and want it to be cool. But then there comes a point where you got to be like, all right, you need to admit you're wrong too sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I always say that. Like, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't have to be 50 50. It can be 99 1. It can be just come meet me somewhere. If it's not like I'm the worst bargainer, right? But oh, it's like yeah. I don't have to be like, I'm apologizing, you apologize. It's like I'll own up to, I'll always find something to own up to, but just, in a, and it doesn't have to be on the spot. Sometimes like my girlfriend's got to like take a minute, understand I've apologized, but then like, all right, tell me where you could have been better in the situation, you know? Women always find a roundabout way to be right though. <laughs> like we realize when we fucked up. Like, hold on, can you give him the mic? Thanks. I don't even say that. I say one thing, like, even when you get into scuffles with your girl, I always say, oh, spats. I say this. I always say, don't apologize. <laughs> I always say, don't apologize so you're truly ready to apologize. Because wow. if you give a half-hearted apology, you're going to walk around with anger still in your mind. And that one little thing she's going to do is going to piss you off and you're going to explode about something else. So, like, I won't apologize to my wife so I'm truly ready to apologize because I don't want to give her a half-hearted one and then I'm still angry and then she do something else and I'm snapping over this, you know, like, so. You're right, though. She has to believe the apology. Yeah. Okay, so, I'm sorry. That doesn't Yeah, get that it. doesn't get it. You you got to give her, and you have to apologize when you're ready. Don't do it just to, don't, don't ever apologize to just shut them up or just to end the argument because you're both going to be holding resentment and you're going to, something else is going to happen down the line and that little bitty thing is going to blow up because y'all didn't resolve that little argument that y'all should have taken care of earlier. Yeah, so you guys all link up so much good advice. This is this is really interesting. I think people are gonna really like this. I gotta light I gotta light Jay in like two minutes here. This has been awesome. So I want let me finish with Lance here so we can get in. But I could probably talk hours with all of you. So next time I'm in town or if you guys are ever in LA, please oh, come yes back. This will be just like the you know and uh, I'll make sure we get all your info for mm -hmm. the podcast so people can follow you on social and see yes, your shows indeed. and all that. But yeah, so 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 you so you Lance, you were saying basically you were able to kind of like see all the things you didn't want with other people. Yeah. Fuck around, kind mm -hmm. of figure all that out. And then in the back of your head, because a lot of people aren't ready for that right moment. So like they wonder like, will it ever present itself? Like, will, you know, will, will the right person come and this and that? And it's like, were you, were you looking for the right person or did it, did she just kind of, Oh no, I, like, I've been ready? tramping the last three years. I've been, <laughs> a, I've been an unadulterated whore. Like, you know, you're supposed to go get uh, that checkup every six months. Yeah. I was going every other month. I was trying to make sure I was solid, but because I knew I was getting that whore out of me, like every, I was a, I was a habitual monogamous relationship guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would end up being, like, low-key, sometimes guilt-tripped it. It could have been a situation where it should have been a one-off, but I was constantly, like, low-key being bullied in the relationships. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? And then I end up fucking up, and it's not my fault. It's because I wasn't ready to take that step with this person and being forced to be in these situations, being soft and being passive after that. I fuck everybody. Like, I'm going to tell you I don't like this. I'm going to be open about it, and I'm not going to deal with this shit no more. And I'm not going to treat you foul no more. No other body foul because I'm going to be open and honest about how I feel about shit now. <sighs> Boy. Quick piggyback. Quick piggyback. Before you ride it out. Um, he ain't lying. And uh, <laughs> I, listen, listen uh, because when I first moved to Portland, I was an absolute hoe, especially on Tinder. And I was, I was me and my, my guy from Chicago, we was fucking the town, having the time of our lives. You know, so it, it is one of them situations where 
you having the time of your life and the next thing you know you meet somebody and it's a whole situation but you get into those situations where you like i ain't gonna continue to be this passive cool motherfucker no more because i've dealt with enough i'm gonna absolutely cut you off and go on about my business that is the situation now but i just want to go off how much of a hoe i was <laughs> <laughs> i like that you guys are all yeah this feels like we're in church right now we're just like Preach. backing up each other and but the heat in this green room is making it feel like a black church too i feel I'm like gonna, i'm in the first 48 interrogation room back here <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, light J, but where, just can you can we pass the mic around and tell people where they can find you? What's like your social or what? You, what do you got? Lance going on? Edward Comedy on Instagram, Lance Edward uh, on Twitter, and Lance Edward on Facebook. Fuck with me. Um, it's Dooley Fam or at Dooley Fam on Instagram, and that's D O O L I E F A M on Facebook. It's just my government, Quentin Robinson, and on Twitter, it's at Q Dooley two times. Yeah, this is your boy Hijinks. You can find me on Instagram at, at the underscore real underscore Hijinks. I know that's a lot. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at the real Hijinks. Also, follow my page, Dirty Angel Entertainment, Northwest Black Comedy Festival, and uh, the Real Comedy Spot 2.0 that me and uh, my wife run right here in Portland. Amazing. Thank you guys so much for doing the podcast. Thank you. I'll, I'll post a photo so everyone can find all your stuff. But you guys were great. Thank That was it, folks. What'd you think? Oh, that was a fun one for me. This is one of those episodes where I can't wait to listen back. And I hope you guys understand how challenging it is because I only had two microphones to kind of pass the mic around like that. But they, they brought it. They really brought it. It was a real fun convo. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Now, here is a little taste of my conversation with Jonesy on the Weird AF News joint collaboration with the SAP podcast. This is our Patreon-only exclusive. Here is a little bit of what you would be getting from our Patreon. Again, if you want the full thing, just go to the description. We'll post a link. Or it's on patreon.com slash thesap. That's patreon.com slash T-H-E-S-A-P. Here's a clip from my chat with Jonesy. So, Dave, a diner goes viral for offering, quote, my girlfriend's not hungry option on the menu. So I'll have the hamburger and fries, and then for her, we'll get my girlfriend's not hungry. A menu's gone viral for having the most relatable item ever seen at a restaurant, Mama D's. It's a diner in North Little Rock, Arkansas. Has a my girlfriend's not hungry option on their menu, and people are finding it extremely extremely relatable. 20,000 people to be exact. As uh, Nick Chisler posted this picture of the menu to his Facebook page, and within over two days, little over two days, received 20,000 shares. Under the side options, which include fried squash, fried pickles, and coleslaw, each for $2.95, under there is the option, my girlfriend's not hungry. What does that entail, you ask? Well, I'm you, dying to know. Well, you can add extra fries to the entree you ordered, along with either two fried chicken wings or three friend cheese sticks. I think they mean fried cheese sticks. Somehow this restaurant found a solution for when your girlfriend says she's not hungry, but, but instead really uh, what she means is that she wants a little bit of your food. So uh, if you want this option, head on down to Mama D's Diner, North Little Crock, Arkansas. See how get the my girlfriend's not hungry option nothing, on your menu. Nothing sounds better than a diner in Arkansas. Can you imagine? You know there's some racist home fries coming, and definitely no titties behind the. Uh, <laughs> oh, you don't want to see those titties. And you if probably the titties don't. are out. It's because they sagged underneath his shirt. <laughs> you know, You're like I just stepped on the waiter, the waitress's titties. Yeah, my bad. Uh, the, I'm sorry, the server's titties. <laughs> Look, uh, okay. 
Here's what I've learned five years in my relationship. I knew this. Was, I knew you had something I to say about this, Dave. Get irate. I cook something. Wait, hey, babe. Hey, you know, we want anything? No, I just ate. Okay. And then she starts smelling it. And then she, can I get a bite? She eats 40% of the things she didn't want. So now I have to make an overspill. You just have to make overspill. Order extra. She's going to want it. Yeah. So this menu kind of caters to that. Where you, they yeah. throw in a little extra. You think that's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. It's genius. It is genius. And you, but you just need a lot of options because you don't know what she's going to want to pick at. Women are like seagulls. <laughs> you know they're going to eat something. You just don't know what they're going to attack you with. You know what I mean? I love it. It's one second they're stealing your <laughs> clam strips. The yeah. next clam strips. If you I don't eat it. clam strips in the summer, you ain't living, people. Uh, I love clam, clam I mean, strips. You don't know what I'm talking about? Squeeze you Google, we're going to get some clam. Oh, oh lemon? you going to put a lemon Squeeze on Squeeze the lemon it? and the tartar sauce, baby. Or as we say in Beantown, the fucking tata sauce, kid. Dude. Rub it on, dude. Oh, man, we have me a, an Ipswich for clams. You can't. You don't get clam strips out here, but we have lemon trees. We need to take <laughs> New England, bring it to SoCal. We got lemon trees. Let's squeeze, just crush some lemons right on top I, of some clam strips. I tell people all the time when they go, "Oh, what, what is the big food back there in New England? It's lobster, right?" I go, "No, but here's what here's what I need to make you all familiar with because not enough people know about." The fucking fried clams. Fried clams is such a thing in New England. Fried clams. And you really don't see the kind of fried clam craze anywhere else in the country that you see up in New England. And they're amazing, especially the little baby necks that you get like in a place called Ipswich, which is where uh, the majority of the baby neck. Is that on the, the Cape? The little neck clams come from. It's on the coast of Massachusetts. Ipswich clams. They provide most of the country's baby neck, what they call those little neck clams. Uh, and th- those are perfect for fried clams because they're really small. And you don't want that big belly in there. It's got the sand in it. The fact that you're sharing your secrets with everybody yep. is uh, not s- shellfish of you. Oh, <laughs> oh hey. <laughs> Stumbled on that. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> uh, there's two types of New England food, there, seafood at least. There's like the rich food, which is like, you know, your lobster bisque and your, yep. you know, all that. I and love then, that. And then there's I, where I grew up, which was just throw it in a fryer, mm-hmm. baked, you know what I mean? You got stuffies, which is basically like stuffing in some clam that's just baked on, on a shell. Yep. You got fried clam strips. You get a Newport creamery with a, mm-hmm. with a lemon because you, God knows you don't want to eat it alone. You got to throw, you know, basically mayonnaise and relish, whatever tartar sauce is. I think, it's mayonnaise, tartar? And I think it's mayonnaise and relish, I think. But we got to pronounce it tartar sauce. We say tartar sauce, which is oh, just a fun, geez. it's just a fun word to sure, throw around fun. when you're up in New England. Anyway, it's, it's, um, I'm dying for clam strips uh, served to me by a bikini-clad barista. That's that is like. a business That's, that would totally thrive out yeah. here. Take her fried clams. You know what I mean? <laughs> you ever see a chick sunbathing with a little baby oil on this? Fried clams. That's what that is. Glistening. Clams by clams. Unbelievable. That's it. Clams by clams. That sounds like a rap album, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. All right, there it is. You got your content for the week. Are we happy or what? Oh, guys, God bless you. I hope you all have an excellent week. Write in sexactuallypodcast uh, at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments, we love hearing from you. Love, love, love hearing from you. And don't forget to share us with your friends. We appreciate all of the support out there. Uh, I, I can't tell you how exciting it is every time I check the inbox. We get a new email from a fan, a listener, someone who's enjoying the shit that we're putting out. There has been some real special stuff out there. Uh, Deborah, I'm looking at you. You, you really really made my day with some kind words you said you know you help point us to the north star show us that we're going in the right direction and i want you guys to know you're going in the right direction by listening to me you're going in the right direction because you know you're trying to do the same thing i'm trying to do and that's make ourselves a better version of who we are and where we want to be in life anyway thank you guys thank you thank you thank you have a good week (laughs) 